I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Vegetarian. Vegan. Yeah, well. Let's get it right. You used the word animals, but I suppose what you should have said is non-human animals. Episode 5, New Zealand Pork Scandal Follow-Up Welcome to Episode 5 of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. Before I begin, I'd like to mention that New Zealand once again has a vegan society. Very cool. You can find the New Zealand Vegan Society at vegansociety.co.nz For this episode, I'd like to follow up on what I call the New Zealand Pork Scandal, mainstream coverage of how pigs are treated in New Zealand. I covered the initial story six months ago on my other podcast. I've included a link to that episode on this podcast's blog at coexistingwithnonhumananimals.blogspot.com. SAFE, who class themselves as an animal rights organization, are probably best known for welfare campaigns. SAFE have created a website, lovepigs.co.nz, all about the New Zealand factory farming of pigs. I know that many of the leaders of SAFE are vegan, but SAFE campaigns never mention the word vegan, instead asking you to avoid factory-farmed animals in favour of free-range meat. Mike King, a well-known New Zealand celebrity, switched from promoting New Zealand pork to working with SAFE after a friend showed him footage of how New Zealand pigs are treated. King suffers from depression, and he identified with the pigs he saw. Campbell Live had a follow-up to what I call the New Zealand pork scandal, now six months on. What has changed? Sadly, nothing. Kia ora, good evening, the cell phone and your car coming up, but first tonight, the return of the sow crate. Earlier this year, we witnessed one of the great marketing disasters, really, in New Zealand history. Mike King, the Kiwi bloke who makes people laugh for a living, had been fronting a high-profile and effective campaign to get us all to eat more New Zealand pork. But when he discovered the conditions some pork was being farmed in, he changed his tune. Pork's poster boy became a whistleblower, taking many consumers on the same voyage of discovery he'd been on. So, six months on, we ask, what's changed? Are those pigs out of their sow crates? Can you eat your bacon with a clear conscience now? Well, the people behind Mike King's road to Damascus say, no, you can't. And both they and Mike King himself are calling for a consumer boycott of all pork that isn't free-range. They've even made a TV ad, although it's very different from the TV ads Mike King used to front. This is the ad which first screened last night. A woman is shopping. She buys bacon, pork, crosses them off her list, and then she finds herself where that bacon may have come from. Cue the voice of Mike King. You didn't know, did you? Sadly, most of the bacon, ham and pork on supermarket shelves comes from factory farms, where mother pigs are forced to endure a life of misery. Yes, Mike King. This Mike King. I love pork. Who urged us once to buy pork, any pork, as long as it was kiwi, but who now says... So please, New Zealand, don't buy factory farm pork. So how did he end up here? And let's end this cruel treatment of pigs. 
Well, it all just started when, when a friend of mine, uh, who's a fellow depression sufferer along with me, sent me some footage um, and said, do you know that pigs suffer from depression? I went, I laughed at him. I just mocked him from the stage mercilessly all night. He sent me some, uh, he sent me some information about pig depression and sent me a video link. And, and I was horrified with what I saw. And I rang safe and... Um, they said, yes, no, that's actual footage shot in a New Zealand uh, piggery, and I went, well, I want to see it for myself. Pig farming in New Zealand, is it legalised cruelty? And Mike King... And this is what happened next. Exposing factory farming, he says, for what it really is. I will not be a party to this evil treatment of pigs. Mike King became a whistleblower on the industry that had previously employed him. The stories had extraordinary impact. And six months on, what's changed? Well, as it turns out, not much. This is new footage, all shot by animal welfare group SAFE over the last three months. In five farms, exactly the same scenes that Mike King and SAFE blew the whistle on earlier this year and that we first screened on our program three years ago. Consumers were shocked, the industry promised change, the media spotlight moved on. Yet these new pictures suggest many pigs are still living their lives in precisely the same conditions. In Ashburton, what seems to be severe overcrowding. In Greytown, rows of sour crates with very little room. In Blenheim, animals with what appear to be open wounds and abscesses and sows giving birth in conditions that seem less than ideal. If the New Zealand pork industry was going to change its tune, the evidence doesn't seem readily apparent here. These are new pictures, never before seen on television. But under our current laws, none of this is illegal. My beef's not with, with pig farmers or even the pork board. My beef is with the minister. The minister declared that they would have a new Animal Welfare Act out by the uh, end of the year. It was a high priority. That's not going to happen. Um, my beef is with the fact that the law allows these farmers to do what they do. And if you're allowed to do something by law, you do it. Just ask Rodney Hyde on the perk busting. You know, if you're allowed, then, you know, it's legal. So it's legal, but Safe and Mike King ask, is this the kind of farming you want? Their answer is no. They're urging you to boycott pork that isn't free-range. If the industry won't change itself, Mike King says, consumers will have to change it. What we can do as consumers, we can vote with our dollar. Because bottom line, it all comes down to the way you spend your money. So if you're only buying free-range pork from the free-range farmer, 
then the, the others who are, um, are growing the crate farms will have to adopt the new way. It's that simple. Simple as. Mike King, that footage was shot by SAFE, not the Mike King interview which we shot, but the footage inside the farm. Sam McIver is the CEO of the Pork Industry Board. He joins us now live from Wellington. Sam, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you coming on the show. If Mike King and SAFE are urging people to boycott all pork that isn't explicitly free-range, and obviously so in terms of its labelling, why do you think people shouldn't? John, I, I can't comment on, uh, on the footage that we've seen tonight, but what I can say is that the New Zealand pork industry is absolutely committed to animal welfare. The, the codes under which uh, farmers operate aren't voluntary. All farmers are required to make these code requirements, and that farmers, if farmers don't actually comply with the codes, then they're able to be uh, prosecuted. Okay, okay. What the New Zealand industry has done is it's actually committed to put a, in place an audit program on all commercial farms. Uh, that's been developed with Massey University uh, Animal Welfare and Bioethics Centre. And that audit will be in place hold, hold by on. December this year. Okay, great. Now, I, I, I really appreciate that you have some stuff you want to say, but I, this is an interview, I guess, and I would love it if you'd answer my question, which seems to me a reasonable question. If Mike King and Safe are saying only buy free-range pork, how can you persuade consumers that they should buy the other pork too? In other words, pigs that are farmed in sow crates, farrow crates. Tell consumers why it's okay to buy that stuff on behalf of the industry. Uh, uh, let me explain why we actually use farrowing crates and, and sow stalls, John, because I think that's important for people to understand. The reason why we use sow stalls is that in early pregnancy, uh, sows are very hormonal, uh, they're very aggressive, uh, they fight each other and at times will actually injure each other. So the whole aim with a, with a sow stall is actually to, to separate the sow. In early pregnancy, Sam? That's right, in the first so, four weeks of pregnancy. And, and so in, and, but how long are some of these pigs spending in sow stalls? Some of them are spending uh, all 16 weeks in sow stalls, aren't they, Sam, in New Zealand farms? The, the, the industry has made a very clear commitment, John, to phase down the use of phase sow stalls. Phase down? To four weeks, and, and the industry when by, in Sam? terms of... When by? In terms... By 2015, in by, terms so, of hitting but, but that wait target... A sec, so wait a sec, by 2015 these pigs are going to be down to four weeks every time they're pregnant in those sow stalls. How often do pigs get pregnant in farms? Two times a year? Uh, two and a half times a year? It's about two times a year, John. So, so what the industry is committed to do is to phase down to that four-week period. The industry is also committed to look at new alternatives to actually sow stalls. So okay. we've... We've okay, committed in so terms what, of a so, research so program that will actually identify six years uh, from now, Sam, Six years from now, pigs are going to be spending four weeks every time they're pregnant in those sow stalls, right? They then spend that's how a, long... That's in, accepted as best practice around the world, John, at, at, at the current time. And, and, and how long do they spend in farrow crates after they've had their, after they've had their piglets? How long do they spend in those so, farrow crates? So, so John, again, the, the aim with, with farrowing crates is to avoid uh, the sow uh, lying on her piglets and killing her piglets. So the, the sow uh, gives birth to the piglets. The, the farrowing crate ensures that the sow is actually separated from her piglets. The piglets can get warmth. They can also uh, 
feed on the sow without danger. Okay. The other so reason how, so behind how long, Sam, how long are they spending in there? Each uh, time 28 they have... days, John. So that's another four weeks. So in total, every time they get pregnant, they're spending eight weeks in either a sow crate or a farrow crate, and they're doing that twice a year, which is a total of 16 weeks a year. Now, can I ask you a question? If this is about piglet welfare, are free-range farmers putting their pigs in sow crates and farrow crates for a total of 16 weeks a year? The, the thing that's important to understand, John, is that, is that pigs are very, very different to other animals. And so, so, so they're extremely are they different susceptible. Are animals on free-range farms? Are free-range farmers using sow crates and farrow crates for 16 weeks a uh, year? Some, some, of those, some of those farms are using uh, farrowing crates to a small extent. They aren't using sow crates. And, and, and the difficulties that you described previously with pigs who are pregnant aren't, aren't, aren't happening? Uh, yes, they are. They, they undergo those, those same difficulties in terms of uh, sows fighting, in terms of sows beating up each other. They do have the same issues with sows rolling on their piglets. What, what we have in New Zealand is we have a unique set of circumstances. If you look around uh, the majority of the world, pigs are housed indoors. In New Zealand, because of our, our climate, uh, because of some of the soil type, we have a unique uh, opportunity to house, well, to, house, to have some of our sows uh, outdoors. In other places, uh, indoors is the most appropriate uh, place for those sows, and when sows are indoors, sow stalls and farrowing crates are the best way to look after those sows during pregnancy and after birth. Sam, when you see that footage, and you understand that consumers are seeing that footage, and consumers, you know, most consumers in New Zealand are urban, about 80% of consumers in New Zealand are urban dwelling. When they see pictures like this, is it a bad look for the industry, or are we all wrong? Is this acceptable practice as the industry sees it? Uh, John, Again, uh, I would hope consumers don't draw judgment on 15 seconds of footage as well. But we've been doing a lot of talking to consumers uh, over the last two or three months. And there's two clear messages that have come from consumers. One is that they want to know that we're looking after our pigs. And as an industry, we're giving a clear indication to do that. We're doing the audit and we're going to provide uh, welfare certification on our labels. The second thing is, is that they've said, hey, we don't know about pig farming. We've committed to build a, a pig farming website that will allow people to see how pig farms are run, allow them to understand why we use sow stalls, why we use farrowing crates, and understand why we keep pigs un indoors. We're very much committing to be open and honest with the consumer, and at the end of the day, the consumer has the choice. Sam McCarver, thank you very much indeed for joining us, Sam. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, John. In the video, Mike King's title was Animal Rights Campaigner. An animal rights campaigner who publicly eats meat? I'll get to that soon. It was good to hear from Pork Board CEO Sam McIver. John Campbell, the interviewer, really did a great job with his questioning. From Sam McIver we got further promises that new regulations would come in soon, just like we were told six months ago. Changes are now scheduled to begin in 2015. I'd wager that feels like a long time away to the current pigs being stuck behind bars. There seem to be two New Zealand Pork Board websites, pork.co.nz and nzpork.co.nz. Pork.co.nz seems to be more consumer orientated, while nzpork.co.nz focuses more on farmers. On nzpork, each week's Pig Kill is released as a PDF file. I see in the last week, 11,715 pigs were killed in total in this country. The total weight was just under 800 tonnes. Compare this to the amount imported from other countries each week, a further 700 tonnes of meat. Those numbers are staggering. 
I can't imagine what all that meat must look like if it was stacked in one place. Last week's close to 800 tonnes, plus the quoted 700 of imported pig parts, that's about 1,500 tonnes of flesh. One of the New Zealand Pork Board's agendas is to instill fear about overseas meat imports. We get told that, oh, New Zealand pork meets our strict standards, there's no growth hormones, imported meat doesn't have to meet these standards. We also get threats that if we raise the level of how our farm animals are treated, that the price will be a little bit more, and consumers will just buy cheaper imported meat that doesn't get pampered as much. I think that's really lame, to say, but every animal is treated equally awful this way. It's not something I would accept were I to eat said product. So that's the New Zealand Pork Board. What about the other side, SAFE? The current SAFE ads end with Mike King asking us, please New Zealand, don't buy factory farmed pork. Join me and SAFE and let's end this cruel treatment of pigs. Would it really be so hard to say, please New Zealand, be vegan? I guess that requires more change for Mike King. He still wants to eat meat, and if SAFE say that there is a good kind of meat, in the words of Gary Francione, a happy meat, then he will buy that. Mike King still eats pork, as heard in this clip from the Sunday program six months ago. And what about Mike King? Has his investigation put him off pork? No, I still love pork, and why wouldn't I try that? Well, I thought the experiences in that place might have put you off. No, the experience put me off eating caged pork. This is free-range pork. This style of farming is, is, is acceptable, and um, cage farming isn't. And if we want to make a difference, we should eat this type of pork rather than the caged pork. If you are a true animal rights group with a mascot who thinks it's okay to kill and eat animals, then you have a major problem. Most celebrities who lend their name to large animal groups are not themselves vegan. I assume that celebs like getting positive press by supporting animal welfare reforms, yet most, maybe almost all, are not actually vegan. To their credit, SAFE do mention a few times on the Love Pork site that you don't need to eat pigs, but it's not the main message of the campaign. On the Help Pigs section of lovepigs.co.nz, there are a few options listed under You Can Make a World of Difference. The first option is to order a 10-minute safe DVD, $5 plus postage of course, about factory farming. The second option also asks you to become a safe supporter, asking you to join SAFE's mailing list. The third option is lobbying your local member of parliament, asking them to support SAFE's campaigns. SAFE offer resources to send to politicians. Again, supporting SAFE by using their materials. 4. Make a donation to SAFE. The site mentions donations over $20, quote, entitle you to a free pig rescue pack, end quote. 5. Eat out without cruelty. SAFE asks you to question your local cafes and fast food shops about where their pig meat comes from. Is it from factory farms? Here's a quote. SAFE has postcards you can personally hand to your local eateries, which are available in our campaign packs, included with any donations over $20. There are a few options after six, but I'm going to stop there. After reading through five suggestions that all involve supporting SAFE, we finally get the suggestion of, quote, 
make your household pork free. It might be a challenge, but it's a fantastic way to spare pigs from suffering. End quote. Avoiding just one animal is far from a quote, challenge. And avoiding all animal products whenever you can, veganism, is quite easy. I've heard other vegans say we should never make out veganism to be a difficult choice. We should always promote veganism as being easy, which I think it is. I know I seem different to my friends. They often don't understand why I don't want to eat what they eat or sit on their leather couches. But being vegan isn't difficult, and it will only get easier as there are more vegans in the world. If you spend more time on Safe's Love Pigs page, you'll find the free range section where Safe do have some negative information about free range. Quote, Choosing free range? The true price of pork. Amazingly, the first option on the free range section is, quote, Making a choice to help pigs. Avoiding pork products is really the most effective way to not con contribute to pig cruelty. This will also send the strongest message possible to the New Zealand pork industry. End quote. I think this is great. I could really support SAFE here. Avoiding animal products will always be the best way to help the actual animals. But then, right after those two sentences, quote, The other option you have, of course, is to choose to only eat free-range pork, bacon, and ham products. Choosing free-range means you're ensuring pigs have a better life compared to factory-farmed pigs living inside disgusting, fattening pens. However, there are some important things you should know before choosing this option. End quote. I was more than a little let down reading that part. I honestly don't think Safe should mention eating animals as an option. Further down, it does mention, quote, The average age of a piglet ready for slaughter is a mere 16 weeks of age. It is important to note that even, even free-range farms can use husbandry practices that are stressful or painful. Even if pigs are treated in the most caring way possible, every animal must endure a terrifying journey to the slaughterhouse and be killed in a way that is often brutal and painful. Pigs are sensitive, intelligent and inquisitive animals, which makes this gruesome process even harder to comprehend. It is why many New Zealanders have chosen to completely avoid eating ham or bacon, and to even become totally meat-free. As an animal advocacy organisation dedicated to helping to save animals from cruelty, SAFE does not promote farming animals for food. Click here for delicious meat-free recipes. With the Love Pigs campaign, SAFE is getting a lot of attention for how animals are used for meat. Unfortunately, the overall message that consumers get is that free-range meat is just fine, although there is this idea that maybe, perhaps, you could not eat one animal, just one animal, although I quote, it might be a challenge. Utter nonsense. Veganism is easy, and if we could understand farm animals, I sure bet they wouldn't be saying, please make my cage a smidgen larger to fulfill animal welfare standards. They'd be screaming, get me the beep out of here. More welfare regulations won't free animals from being someone's property. I don't think large animal welfare or animal rights groups are helping animals very much. I think a good rule of thumb would be to avoid anyone that asks for donations. I've often thought about going out on the street, wearing a vegan t-shirt and carrying a donation bucket. I'd claim to be a member of the illustrious Invercargill Vegan Society 
and ask people if they would like a donation. I'd go about handing out vegan pamphlets from Sam Tucker, Peaceful Prairie, and Gary Francione, with the message that veganism is about giving, not taking. I think individuals, or small groups who have a strong message, can make a large impact, much more than all the people who send a few dollars a year to a large group. I think that being vegan helps me to stay a friend to all animals. I try my best not to hurt any animal, and my personal actions have a large effect on others' lives. When issues about animal treatment comes up, I sometimes write into my local newspaper. I've had all my letters mentioning veganism published, which is a nice feeling. <laughs> I think I'm known in little old Invercargill for being a radical vegan. My letters are always very calm. I try to be reasonable, but telling people not to kill 56 billion land animals a year, that's enough to get you labelled crazy. I'd urge anyone listening to be the same way, to promote veganism. People may not always be inspired by you, but you know you are being consistent with what you yourself practice, and I think that's what the animals would ask for. Thank you for listening. You can find the script for this episode, as well as downloads for every episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals, at coexistingwithnonhumananimals.blogspot.com. If you want to contact me, even just to say you listened, send an email to jwontdart at gmail.com, jwontdart at gmail.com. I'd appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Away from the notion of animals as things, and toward the moral personhood of animals. The choice is ours. If you're not vegan, go vegan. It's easy. It's better for you. It's certainly better for the planet. And most importantly, it's the morally right thing to do.